And we'll pause right there because, uh, Drake, I've got a very special guest that has just sauntered up with a smile on his face. Sooners head coach uh, Skip Johnson with a, a fresh cut of Starbucks coffee. And uh, he's got a big baseball game today. Is that Do I have a long enough cord there for you, Coach? Yeah, you do. Oh, I got it all caught up. There we go. How's that, sir? You hear me okay? On? Oh, doing good. How are you today? Good. You? I'm doing good. Did you sleep okay last night? Oh, yeah. Didn't yeah. slept any better. That's good. How's the week been for you? Uh, kind of hectic a little bit. Oh, yeah. A lot of media stuff. Uh, I, guess I, I guess that's good. That means you're still playing baseball. Yep. That's what that means. Yep. For is, sure. Is it a distraction for you and your team at all, or have you enjoyed it? Um, or have they enjoyed it? I think they've enjoyed it a lot. It's not a distraction for me as much as it might be a distraction for them at times, I would I would assume. Yeah. Hey, it's been a big week for your family. Oh, yeah. How about your son getting the McLennan job? Tell <laughs> folks about that. Yeah, that's pretty awesome. He got the job yesterday, announced yesterday, when uh, Mitch Thompson got the head job at uh, Baylor. You, you know, uh, he was the head coach there, and – they automatically, Sean Trocum, the athletic director, moved him in to that position at MCC, McLennan Junior College. How, how Are you proud? Oh, yeah, for sure. There's no <laughs> doubt about that. He's probably way too smart to be a baseball coach. <laughs> um, so uh, uh, that's what he wanted to do. I, uh, I tried to keep him from getting that profession, but uh, that's what he wanted to do. And he's really good at it. Tyler is his name. What a big week for him. He's in Omaha with Dad. And he's just been named the head coach uh, for the first time at, at McLennan. So that's fantastic. Um, hey, what do you – I wanted to ask you a little about Augie because you've been here before three times, right? Yeah. Um, you know, have you have you thought about him a lot this week? Oh, yeah, for sure. Huh. I, I'll never forget the one of the best stories I can take, take from Augie is uh, uh, it was a 2011 and uh, um, they're opening this new stadium here. Huh? And uh, uh, we just got through playing a super regional against Ari we're playing super regional against Arizona State, and we win the first game, we lose the second game. And I walk by his office to go to my uh, to go to my uh, the coach's lounge or the coach's locker room, and he's got he's like down on, almost down on all fours, like he's got his head down hmm. at his desk, and I'm like, I got to figure a way to get this guy back here. As a pitching coach, I got to figure a way. So what I did was, <clears throat> I knew we were going to start Sam Stafford at that time. Uh, Corey Canabe had already thrown on on Friday or Saturday, both days maybe. Uh, Youngman threw on Friday. Cole Green threw on Saturday or vice versa. I can't really remember. And I was like, if we can get six innings out of these guys, we I'm, I'm going to go in there and ask these guys to go one one one. And because uh, I don't want this guy to fail as a pitching coach. Mm -hmm. And uh, um, we give up three runs in the first inning, Stafford. So I'm like, oh, here we go. <laughs> we take a 5-3 lead going in the seventh, and we go Youngman, uh, Cole Green, and uh, uh, Knable to win it. And so I was, like, fired up about that. That's one of the biggest stories I can remember, just to get him back to Omaha because he had been here so many times. Yeah, And that was what you do as a coach. How do you how do you think he would feel about you getting here? Oh, he'd be excited. I mean, the last time I really talked to him a lot about baseball, I talked to him about a lot of things. But the last time I talked to him about baseball, we stayed on the phone for two hours and forty five minutes. If you could win every game, would you? It was two hours and forty five minutes. How to play catch, the commitment level from 
the the players to the parents, yeah. the commitment level. Uh, if you could win every game, would you? The commitment level that you have to do to win every game, would you, is so hard and it's so selfless that it's unrealistic at times. Have you seen that out of your team? At, is is at, that why you're here? At times it is. At yeah. times you see it, yeah. At times you see it, for sure. I mean, Jake Bennett, I mean, it, he he came back on the Monday game. It would have been a short – it had been a bullpen on a short week's rest. Mm-hmm. Him coming back, doing what he did was great. And, I mean, you see stuff like that. Trevor Michael taking a ball, you know, 20 pitches here, 20 pitches there, uh, 30 pitches here, throwing – starting, going – you know, throwing 90 pitches. Uh, guys playing hurt. Jimmy – you know, banged up behind the plate going. Uh, Treadaway being banged up at times, you know. Kendall being banged up. All, all those little bitty things. I mean, PG being banged up. Mm-hmm. You know, strawberries all over his body from sliding. And uh, uh, you see that stuff at times. And that's that's baseball players, though. Baseball players like that. You know, they like uh, having blood stains on their pants. <laughs> I mean, you know, I mean, those guys like that. Hey, pretty special for uh, Kyler to come up here and see you guys last night. Yeah, I mean, it was really special. I can remember um, in the regional, and a lot of people don't know this, but in the regional at uh, uh, at Florida State, him and Steel Walker didn't play. And, uh, uh, I mean, they were, those guys were, you know, one supplemental pick, one first-rounder. Yeah. I mean, Best they're not two even players here. on yeah. your team. Yeah, they, yeah, they wasn't in our <laughs> lineup. Yeah. And so uh, we didn't make any excuses. We got out there and got after it and – Ended up getting beat, and uh, um, and I remember that morning, the Monday morning, he called me. He's like, hey, me and uh, Still Walker are going to play. And I'm like, okay, we'll get to the field, see what's going on, you know. And uh, um, I go down the right field line. Kyler's with Rob Fulton, our head trainer, working on his hamstring. <clears throat> Still Walker had an oblique. He's in the cage hitting with Cash, and, and I'm watching Cash throw to him, and he's – like waving his hand over his oblique, like I'm like he's not he's not playing today. <laughs> so I go out and <clears throat> walk around with walk collars walking around to hit and he's hitting. He said I'll just DH and I'm like okay. So I call down there to Van Hook. He put Kyler in the DH spot and uh-huh. they walk back by and Doctor uh, Brock Snable was there, you know, and I said Doc, what you what do you think his chances are getting hurt? Oh, Skip, you know, seventy thirty he doesn't get hurt. I'm like, oh, oh, really? He goes, yeah. He said, he said, but if he does it, it'll be out, he'll be out six months. And I'm like, all right. Uh, I don't know if I'm going to play this guy because they'll be lynching me if he gets hurt. You know, he won't be able to play football. And I told him, like, hey, man, you're out of the lineup. He didn't talk to me, Toby. He was mad. Probably, probably I was more upset from him not talking to me mm-hmm. than us losing the game. And it'd be in the end of our season because I'd had such a good relationship with him. When we brought him in, I was like, hey, to Kyler, we're going to play in center field. We're going to hit you in like the seven hole. He came to the first meeting. That was my first meeting as a head coach. We put it, we put a mannequin in the uh, locker room. This is how we're going to dress, you know. Yeah. He came to that first meeting. We kept a locker in that locker room for him. Yeah. Um, and I'll never, I mean, I said, I'm playing you in center field, hitting you in a seven hole. He's always played on the dirt. You know, and uh, um, I said, it's got to be like catching a punt, Kyler. He said, I, I never caught no punt, Coach. I'm a quarterback. <laughs> I was a thrill, though, for the kids to get to yeah, hear from was. him last night. That was re- really cool. 
I chatted with him briefly afterwards. He goes, man, we were so close. He's like, if we could have got one more win over Mississippi State, I would have been back for the Vandy Super. We would have won that. We would have. He's jealous. I can tell he's jealous of these kids to get to be here this week. Yeah, I mean, he grew up. He's a baseball guy. Yeah. He watches baseball. He grew up watching baseball, you know. And uh, um, for him to come back, I mean, it just shows you what we did to put our – something, you know, in our program, our culture, mm-hmm. put it in his heart to come back. Yeah. I mean, he loves OU. I get that. But there's something in our program to bring that guy back. What's your approach been with your team this week? This is a big deal. There's a lot of pressure, a lot of eyeballs. How have you approached it with your team this week? I mean, we're still on a mission. I mean, it's it's what we do. Uh, we're on a mission. And, you know, I haven't been around them that much. And I knew that. And I told them that the last two weeks. I said, there's going to be guys pulling you from every every direction. You're still on a mission. You're up here to do what you're supposed to do. And a lot of times, you, the, you know, I can remember Coach Garrido, this time of year it becomes spiritual. Mm-hmm. It it does. It's something about baseball it becomes spiritual, and uh, um, it's uh, uh, no different. This morning, I'm walking down to the coffee shop, and my youngest son Garrett walks in. I'm like, "Wow, this is pretty cool." You know, it becomes you spiritual. Yeah, I knew he was coming, but I thought he'd get here. You know, mm-hmm. f- you know, stop somewhere and get here four or five o'clock. Uh, you know, or not four or five o'clock, maybe ten or eleven o'clock, not six thirty this morning. <laughs> you know. And so, uh, uh, but it becomes spiritual this time of year, and and you just got to kind of stay out of their way at times. And but you're here for mission. It's a team that can get comfortable with who they are, the fastest. That's the hardest thing about this place because they're getting pulled in every direction. Mm-hmm. Give me your thoughts on Texas A and M. Well, they're a very O team. A lot of transfers. Uh, uh, I think he's done a great job of putting. Uh, Different pieces together coming into one. Um, you know, I mean, they've had uh, – uh, they're going to be very athletic, uh, um, physical. They're physical. They're uh, uh, on the mound. They have a lot of guys that in bits and pieces, that's kind of what uh, Yeski's done over his career. Um, he's had some big arms with Oregon State. Last year he can piece a, 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 a pitching staff together, and that's what they've done. Um, it'll be a it'll be a fun game. It'll be a g- great opportunity for us for sure. Clanch, their catcher is really good. Do you feel like you can run on him though? Uh, I think so. I mean, it, it, I think so. Yeah, depends on really what the pitcher does too. I mean, you're not really running on on him. You're running on the pitcher. How quick he can get the ball to the plate. Speaking of pitching, <clears throat> the schedule here is different. This is much more drawn out than a Big Twelve tournament or even a a regional. If you you know you're not going to play until Sunday, and then you're not going to play again until Tuesday or Wednesday, does that? And you've done this before, so you're aware. Does that affect how you use guys? And if so, how? Absolutely. I mean, you can bring your starter in in, in your second starter into this game, like Sandlin is going to be up in the bullpen to this game. Huh. And uh, uh, you want to do that versus your third starter for us because of Cade. Cade's not going to bounce back like Sandlin can bounce back. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, uh, I, I mean, I even talked to Sandlin about it. He's another right-handed arm. I mean, you need five or six guys once you get here because it's spread out versus, you know, 12 guys to yeah. 15 guys at times. I mean, there's still a need for one left-hander to get one left-hander out or one right-hander that's got power power stuff to get one right-hander out. But, uh, uh, 
you just try to piece that deal together as you go through it. And if you get good starting pitching, um, you can play defense. Um, you have a, a guy that can run – two or three guys that can run the ball out of the yard at this ballpark and really put pressure on them by not striking out. Uh, you have a, you'll have a chance to win this thing. Texas A&M is known for taking a lot of pitches under Schlossnagel. Um, does that affect how you call – I mean, Jake's pretty much been a – throw the ball in there anyway kind of a guy but does that affect anything on how you call pitches today no not at all just got to get in there and, and try to get in a rhythm get him in a rhythm establish what he does and and go from there I mean I think they uh, sit and counts you know they'll sit and counts certain pitches um, but we have all that information too not that not that he's going to go out and throw a shutout at, at all you know it's just got to go out and pit my, throw quality pitches yeah. I mean, that's only really you, – you sit here, it's not a, a video game where you can just move the ball around. You just got to think that, you know, hey, throw strikes, um, try to keep them off balance, do what you do, and uh, hopefully they hit it at somebody. I mean, really. Yeah. It's baseball, right? Yeah. Yeah. Even on this stage, it's still baseball. Yeah. Happy for you, Skip. Thanks for stopping by this you morning. Bet. And hopefully we can talk again here in a couple of days in the winner's bracket game. That'd yeah, be that'd, fun. That'd be awesome. Thanks, Thank buddy. Appreciate, Appreciate it. it.